I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. And this is Song vs. Song. Today we are going back to the distant, almost beyond memory year of 2008. I just, just a blur for me. I don't... What do you remember? Anything from two thousand eight? What 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 one um what one best picture? You'll know that. Wait, Slum, do you know, it's know Slumdog that? Millionaire. It's Slumdog Millionaire. Okay, all right. Okay, I, got I can't it. believe that took a second. This is like the thing that I know you for. While everyone else is so sure that you know everything about music, I just know that if I said, "Hey, can you name best picture from what year forward?" You say that you know by heart. How how far back can you go? Nineteen sixty. God damn it! All right. Okay. Well, anyway. This week, we are doing two great... Two slumdog millionaires themselves. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's... Yeah, I don't know either. I can't tell if that's offensive. I just said it. <laughs> we may edit that out. Okay, okay we are doing T.I.'s Whatever You Like and Lil Wayne's Lollipop. And because I don't remember that, that year very much at all, we decided to bring in a third person to help us out, remember these things. This is Andrew Unterberger from Billboard Magazine. Say hello to the show, Andrew. Oh, hello to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. This is quite an honor. Yeah, I, I figured because we were uh, doing two hip-hop songs, we needed more white people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good idea, right? Yeah, uh, and I, I certainly don't claim any particular authority over these two songs in, in specific, but... Uh Always happy to talk uh, yeah. late, late aughts pop rap, so let's do it. Yeah, you know, actually, I remember this year quite a bit, because that was the year I actually did start listening to pop music again after, uh, well, maybe not 2008-ish, but, like, this is when I really started re-entering the, uh, the pop arena, because the antenna came off my car and I couldn't get any other stations. So, roughly 2007, 2008. So, I have memories of, like, listening to nothing but Top 40 radio at the time, and yet... Both these songs left no impression on me whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, these were these were obviously massive and pretty unavoidable songs at the time, and like, and and just massive unavoidable artists at the time. Like these these were kind of the, the two biggest rappers probably in the world at the time. You know, with with a couple, you know, maybe exceptions we can argue about later, but uh, certainly two two massive stars. And this was kind of the commercial high point for both of them. Uh, but yeah, as, as we were talking about when you when you first kind of mentioned this to me as a potential podcast, like. Despite being beloved artists, these are not particularly beloved songs, at least not within like the, the canons of their respective artists. Yeah, no, I I picked these two songs. I've been dying to do this matchup for you know a reason because these are, this feels like a very natural matchup because these are both humongous hits from that year, two thousand eight, and they were both like the triumphant pop climax of two guys who were like on the up for like five years and like they were uh, nothing but hype by 2008. And so this felt like the natural progression, the natural climax. They both hit number one. First one for both artists as, as leads. Yeah. Yeah. They both hit number one that year. They both have the same producer. I didn't know that Jim Johnson, Jim Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I have never heard of this man. He, he's one of those guys that like, I, yeah, I'd, I'd heard the name before uh, he gets shouted out a couple songs. He actually gets shouted out at the very end of the TI song, though only by first name, I think at the beginning, uh, I think I think maybe at the beginning, but definitely at the end too. Uh, and yeah, he's the kind of guy where you look at his like production discography page on Wikipedia and all of a sudden like five years of pop music makes sense because uh, he, he, you know, he does these two songs. He also does like Soldier Boy's Kiss Me Through the Phone and Nelly's oh, Just a Dream and basically any oh. like any pop leaning rap song between the years 2006 and 2010 that has like a very bleep bloopy synth hook and a lot of treble. Any and, rap song that doesn't have a lot of rapping in it. And, yeah, <laughs> that's certainly a consistent theme too there. They're, yeah, they're, Kiss they're Me all, Through the Phone isn't a bit, is that even a rap song? Can we call it that? Uh, like, it's by a rap artist. Or Just a Dream. Uh, it, it has some, some sing speaking in it, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, def- definitely melodic, definitely pop leaning, definitely not like super underground stuff, but all massive hits and all produced by the same guy, Jim Johnson. Yeah. So 
first instinct, let's let's ask that question around the table. If you had to pick one right now, and we'll discuss it later, but if you had to pick one right now, which do you say is the better song? Lollipop by Lil Wayne, Whatever You Like by T.I. Lollipop. Whatever You Like. I abstain. Cowers <laughs> <laughs> way out of time. No, like I... Because I was like, I was like, I need to form an actual take on these two songs. So I went back and listened to them back and forth and back and forth. And I switched sides several times. So I was like, well, this part has like a kind of interesting but part these, in but it. But this is the knee jerk part. The, the part where it's just, you hear the okay. names of the two songs. What is the first one you lean okay. towards? And why? Because the thing is, this doesn't, your reason doesn't have to be. Good. It doesn't have to be this is the <laughs> better song. Or, yeah. or bases my, my professional capacity as a music critic. This is why it's just your gut reaction. All right. Gut reaction, I guess whatever you like. All right. But All right, so w- why? Let's go around the room. Why was that your gut reaction? I don't know. Like I could remember the lyrics and I could sing along with them if I wanted to. I kind of turned off Lollipop immediately mm. and because like every time I heard it. So I didn't even I didn't I don't think I even realized at the time because I was kind of disconnected from the hip hop scene at the time. I don't think I realized that Lil Wayne was like already being written in as like greatest of all time or anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because uh, when Lollipop came out, there was a lot of anticipation for his next album, which is going to be the Carter three. Uh, It had been a couple years since the last one. He had released like a million mixtapes and had a million like big high profile feature verses in the meantime, had like a whole ton of hits and a whole lot of like uh, like underground buzz. But people were really sure to make a, a car three, and especially when this song dropped. And it was, I, I read like a uh, uh, some something that the, that Tom Bryan wrote for the Village Voice about it, and he he's he's like, well, I don't know if this is gonna work. Like it's it's a, it's it's kind of a like a big swing because you know he had never done like a, a straight up pop single like this before. He had never done one that was so heavily singing based, and he had never done one that was such a you know, that, that had so many obvious hooks and and not as and obviously very little rapping to it. So. I mean, people were ready to anoint him, but I, I think this song could have probably gone either way. Like in hindsight, 2008 was like kind of the bridge to like the big pop era of like the the Gagas and the Perrys and mm-hmm. the Black Eyed Peases. Like what I remember from 2008 was like it was still very R and B and hip hop heavy. That was like the year of Flo Rida, the year of uh, what I got here, uh, Timbaland. Huge year for him. That was 808s and Heartbreaks that year. T-Pain was still everywhere, certainly. T-Pain, yeah. yeah. Including on both these albums, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but and next year, everything changes. As you say, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Kesha at the very end of the year. Miley. Uh, Miley. I mean, I guess the girl technically counts as 2008. Yeah. yeah, it does, but she feels like an anomaly in 2008. Yeah, I remember that song kind of came out of nowhere at the time. It's like, yeah. I don't remember. But it here. was the song that kind of came and kind of took over that number one spot. Right after, I think, Lollipop, wasn't it? I think it was like Lollipop, and then immediately after that, it was Katy Perry. What, yeah. I, I think that's right. But, but yeah, like... It, kind it, of the, the handoff, I guess. It, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was the earliest sign. It, oh, was yeah, a the, real, it was a real sign of things to come. Yeah, yeah. I think Pink gets in there with a couple songs, too. Like, Pop yeah. wasn't invisible, but it definitely wasn't the thing. The thing was this. The thing was yeah. T.I. and Lil Wayne. And T-Pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Akon. And just just in terms of like my, my, my blink reaction to these two songs... I think ne- neither of them are great songs, but Lil Wayne is a great and inherently compelling artist, and T.I. is not. So that's why I go with Lil Wayne. Oh, shit. Shots fired at T.I. Although I, I don't know if it's count really as shot fired at T.I. Like, at the time, they were on level terms, I feel like. And, Close to, anyway, yeah. And Lil Wayne, like, people you know, argue he's dropped off dropped off after Carter 3. Some people say he's still good and so on, but he's still in the conversation T.I. Yeah, when like, T.I.'s in the conversations for very, very, oh, very, yeah. very not good reasons. Uh, and uh, yeah, so some that have been particularly uh, 
gross as of late. Uh, uh, yeah, as far as I know, Little Wayne has not made any weird comments about his children. He has uh, not brought any Iggy Azaleas into the world. <laughs> no. That was him, by the way. Yeah, that was him, Oof. yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, was was very, you know, profited a lot off of her rise and then was very quick to kind of toss her back to the wolves when, when she started going sideways. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge TI fan of the last 10 years. I think this is, I mean, as much as pretty as, normal, that's pretty young. Yeah, uh, but as much as, as lukewarm as I have on this song, I don't, there's, there's only like one or two other songs in the last you know 12 years since then that I would even put on the same level as it. So that, that, that's, uh, that's sort of where I am with TI. He was, I think he was a really interesting artist when he started. He was really exciting when he came out like 2003, 2004, uh, his, his songs had a lot of energy to him. He, uh, he, he was great. He's always been a great hook man. Uh, and that, that first big album of his trap music, I, I owned that album when I was in high school and college. It's, it's a really solid album. But by this point, like is, is T.I. the guy who named trap music is. is yeah, he certainly wants to take credit for it. Uh, <laughs> and if you compare like what, what has come to be known as trap music to what he has on that album, trap music is not really the same thing. But there, there's That's similarities. There's lyrical themes, certainly. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't incredibly influential or you know, in, in sort of the direction of hip hop and sort of making it you know southern based over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, you know, he was the king of the South for a good four or five years. Well, he didn't really have much competition, but like, yeah, well, he, he declared himself king of the South when people didn't realize that the South was something you could declare yourself king of. Like <laughs> he saw his domain and he, just, he, he, he was determined to preside over it. And uh, that's basically what he did for SA. Like when it wasn't the best, he was just first. God, <laughs> well, he wasn't the first like Luda. Came yeah, out before yeah. him, and uh, Outcast but, came before him. But, but Ludacris never really sold on. I don't think on the same quite level as Ti did, and he, he didn't really have the the same sort of I don't know, underground cloud, critical cloud that that that, that Ti did. Ludacris was kind of seen almost as a novelty, although one who had a obviously incredibly sustained peak. But he, you know, he was jokey in a way that he was punchliney in a way that Ti wasn't. Ti had a certain gravitas that Ludacris never quite managed. Uh, and like you know, I was in college from two thousand four to two thousand and eight. Uh, it was my first time having an, like a TV in my in my my room, and I you know I would always sort of default to video stations, you know MTV, MTVU, whatever. Uh, and I would say probably the artist that was most consistent over those four years was Ti. He never didn't have at least one song in heavy rotation. He was just just a constant well, presence. Like I said, like I had to work backwards from whatever you like. Uh, you know, I I think I picked up on big big things popping big shit popping yeah, like that was like my introduction to him that, that was during his like ESPN phase when he started making kind of like 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 pump up jock <laughs> jams a little bit that that song and top back they, they, they were like on a million different ESPN montages in that period i didn't realize it until you said it i kind of agree that he's not as good as we thought he did yeah, I think he was kind of the best of a bunch of mediocre options at the time. Like, I, I don't have a ton of love for this period in hip hop in general, which is maybe just I don't know whatever I was listening to or going through at the time. But you look back on it, it's kind of a fallow period. I mean, if, if you're excited by like auto tune and snap music and kind of the tail end of crunk, then uh, yeah. and yeah, it was, it was it was a it was a golden age for Kanye West and some of his followers certainly. But slim pickings really when you look back at the cream of the crop of that period and, and T.I. was among it. So I think a lot of hopes were sort of pinned on him that he never quite, never quite lived up to. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Well not, it seems like no one in the, at this table is super impressed with either of these songs. No, I want to point out um, yeah. two things very quickly. Number one, one of these songs begins with the phrase, no homo. That it does. And the other one does not. Wait, it does? Yes. On, on the album version. The album you wouldn't version. hear it on the radio or on TV, but the album on the version, album version of Olipop, that is the first thing that is said. Oh, man, I, I completely missed that, and I was listening to the album version a bunch. Like, uh, So that is one thing that I'll say. That is, Fair a, point. That, that is perhaps the reason why I did not care for Lollipop. 
kind of starts on a note that doesn't make me like it, uh, especially now because I don't. I think I probably never heard that until I listened to it now. Um, so I was like, oh, this makes me instantly hate this. And uh, and then the other one uh, samples Rocky too. And uh, and while I'll say this, Rocky Two is in many ways the most boring Rocky movie. Yeah, that's the oh, one. Thank of, God someone said it. Oh my one God, the first four that I don't have a strong opinion about, really. But oh. but but I'll say the following: um, the the scene where Adrian wakes up, and you know, Rocky's like, hey, you know, if you do, I mean, go and get in the dust up with with the Apollo Creed, you know. Yeah. And then she's like. She says, when, with a smile on his face. And he yeah. looks at her like, huh? And then she's like, when? And, you're like, and, then, and, then, and then Mickey's like, what are we waiting for? That scene right there into the montage and into the fight. I don't know. I'll always have at least good feelings about Rocky II from that moment forward. Yeah. The rest, I could take or leave. But based on that, you use Rocky II's theme song in your song. You sample it. It's instantly going to get a little bump in the positive for me. <laughs> okay, like... Ignoring the the lyrics, and I guess we'll have to get to that at a point. Which do you think has the better beat, the of the two, lollipop or whatever you like? Lollipop, the uh, that that kind of like burbling rising synth. That's 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 kind of like if you associate like if you weren't a Lil Wayne fan and weren't super plugged into to rap music at this period in time, you probably still know that hook, and you probably still have that kind of instant recognition of it. And, yeah. Uh, it's been sampled a couple times in really interesting ways, uh, and yeah, I think of the of the of the five thousand Jim Johnson hooks that sound like this, <laughs> this is the number one. I think. You know, I was listening to that Rocky Two track because mm-hmm. beforehand I was like, "Wow, I can, I, I you, you can totally see, hear where it comes from." That dun, 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 dun. And then it goes, you know, into like uh, the Rocky score, and I, I hear whatever you like now, and I just like hear that dun 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 dun, and I just like. Well, that's not the good part of the track, but also <laughs> like that 2006 to 2010 period, I was hearing nothing but dun, 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 dun. Recurring theme. Yeah. Just like this, like that really repetitive one chord repeated over and over again. And I just got really sick of that at the time. I think uh, Mariah Carey's Obsessed was one that mm. comes to mind. A little bit of 808s and Heartbreaks, I want to say. but yeah, And T.I. had other singles that did that, too. Uh, what You Know kind of does that, too. It's, it's the same yeah. sort of, like, just just massive chord pounding and uh, the same sort of, like, like high-pitched synths and, 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 yeah, like treble washes and stuff like that. It's just, it's, 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 it's in, at, one, at once both, like, really, like, rousing, but also really overwhelming. And it can, it can, it's a beat that actually, like, beats. Yeah, exactly. Although, although I, I will say this, like, I do think this is, just kind of music theory nerd crap, but oh, like, I, I do like that. Like the chorus has like kind of like a swing beat. It's like, but the actual beat itself doesn't swing. It's like, do, 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 do. And so that works for you. It's interesting. on like a completely technical, no one cares kind of way, but otherwise, yeah, I guess I'd have to go with the lollipop beat. I do like the guitar. Like, <laughs> you, you can do an entire podcast on Lil Wayne's adventures in guitardom. Like, it, it was that him? I, I assumed yeah. like it. It wasn't him because it didn't totally suck. But like, it's not as good as it should be if a professional was playing it. <laughs> that's that's fair, uh, and that's sort of Lil Wayne's mo. He he, I would say his enthusiasm sort of outweighed his skill when it came <laughs> to the six string. And you know, God bless him for it. It, it. It's worth tracking down if you haven't seen. He played at the. CMA awards with Kid Rock and I say kind of say played in, in scare quotes because he's there on stage with the guitar he never raps never sings but and he never even really plays the guitar he's just sort of saying like he, his left hand and like his left hand sort of does stuff but his right hand doesn't move the entire time 
And like at, at certain points, he just kind of stops and, and just starts doing the clapping and getting the, getting the crowd worked. I don't know, man. Here's what I know. People who went to college in the 2000s listened to a lot of bands and groups and artists that were just like people like using their uh, their like their MacBook or their four track uh, who had not a lot of talent and being like, this is great. So I feel like I can't really come for this man too hard uh, considering the kind sure. of music that I was listening to at the time. I'm still kind of stunned about Lil Wayne and Kid Rock playing the CMAs. I, I, I'm still five minutes behind this conversation. <laughs> We're worth tracking down when you get the chance. Uh, I'd say the, the cameramen seem to be instructed to not do too many close-ups of Lil Wayne to make it like abundantly obvious that he's not actually playing. But anytime <laughs> you see him, his, his hands just aren't moving on the instrument <laughs> they're supposed to be playing. So it's I, I, although I tell you, you got you got to check out this one thing I found once of Usher trying to play bass with a rock band with his band behind him playing a Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the wow. People. And it is very clear that. He cannot play and sing at the same time, so he just kind of gives up. And like the uh, the band's still going behind them doing the the background vocals, but like he's just kind of up there. <laughs> it is really bad. I can't imagine. It's hard to as someone who was an amateur guitarist for three or four years. Hard to never 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 mastered the singing and playing at the same time thing. So no, I it's very hard. Sure. It's extremely difficult. Yeah. All right. So here is my. Um, my beef with Olipop is that uh, you know how some songs really kind of wear their influences on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. You can kind of clearly see where, like, what the what the what the building blocks were of of the the song. Mm-hmm. Um, Candy Shop, My it's- Humps. Drop it like it's hot. I prefer all. I, <laughs> Nothing I, succeeds like success, man. You know? I, but the thing is that I like all of those songs more than I like this one. Oh, even Candy Shop? I got, yes, I got even Candy Shop. On that one. No, I, oh, wow. It's, right. it's at least debatable. <laughs> like, it's not like way out there to prefer, uh, you know, Candy Shop to Lollipop. But yeah, like I was looking at those like, these are hooks I've heard before, and yeah. I, I never really like counted them up. I guess in my head, like like I, I could have individually told you that this references all three of those songs, but I never, yeah, I, like, until until researching for this, never occurred to me that like yeah, like a like half of the song's backbone is just those three yeah, songs. Yeah, those are three of the biggest yeah. hits of two thousand four and two thousand five. Yeah. And let me say, you know, like Carter Three is still Lil Wayne's biggest album. It's the the first Carter that shows up when you sh- search on Spotify. I think it's like three. One, two, four, five. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the real Wayne fans will say that two is the best. Uh, but yeah, three was. Three, uh, I, I don't even count myself among that. But uh, that's definitely like the like the cool well, opinion is that two is the best. But well, three, Carter three is the one that shows up first. It's the most it, popular, and it sold a million in its first week, which at the time was well, like, you, you, you could you could have wondered if it would happen again at all because it, it had been three years since since our friend Fifty Cent's The Massacre it was the last album that did it. Uh, and like, I remember like having conversations with people that didn't even really care about Lil Wayne and just be like, yeah, can you believe he sold a million first week? Like it just, it just wasn't really done at the time. Like uh, physical sales were basically dwindling to nothing. iTunes hadn't really made, you know, made up the slack. There wasn't any such thing as like streaming equivalent albums yet. So to sell a million, I mean, that, that really just shows you what, what kind of level Wayne was working at at that point. Even TI who, and this was his biggest album, uh, like basically ever. And it, that did 500,000 or so, like 560,000 maybe first week. That's a tremendous number, but it's only about half of what Wayne did, which is which is yeah. really some. So we're talking about the most popular album from a guy we're you know still being in the conversation of the greatest of all time. The lead single had the words "lovely lady lumps" in it. Yes, lovely it did. lady lumps. It was one of the worst lyrics I've ever heard, and it's not even his. Nope. <laughs> That's no excuse for that. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is kind of like him him cosplaying as, as, as like a top forty artist. Maybe like it is like okay, well, what 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 else has worked in the past? These three songs did, so maybe I you know if I kind of like summon their energy, maybe that'll work for me too. And can't argue with the results. Uh, you know, number one for five weeks, uh, probably the, the the song of his. That, I mean, for an artist that's maybe one of like the five biggest rappers of the last twenty years, yeah. like what's even his second biggest pop hit ever? Like like what what like if you were asking someone to name a Lil Wayne song, like it's this and then it's what? I don't I don't even know. You know, it's a funny thing. In 2011, How to Love was huge. I haven't heard that song many times since. No, I have not heard it a single time since 2011. Yeah. Honestly, I think Amili has become, in hindsight, his second biggest hit. For sure. And I think that's the song off this album, or at least the single off this album, that like the fans actually remember the most fondly. But certainly yeah. miles ahead of this. Uh, and that's the song that's more, more likely to get referenced by newer artists. And that's the song that, like, I don't know, when its anniversary pops up, I'm sure there'll be a billion Twitter threads about it every year. Like that, that that's the song from this album at this point. But I don't I don't know what it did on the Hot 100. Definitely wasn't a number one hit. I don't think it was a top 10 hit. And I don't think it was a top 50 hit. It, it's, it's funny that you're right. This song basically is his like big, you know, his, his, it's his like flag in the sand of pop radio. And it's it's not that great. Like, it, it, it's kind of silly. It's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's beneath him in a lot of ways. And not to bring it up again, but I'll bring it up again. It kind of feels like the reason, like, like he says no homo at the beginning because of what the first lyric is. But isn't the other subtext to this also kind of his way of saying, like, I'm not really a pop star, but like, I gotta, I gotta eat folks. Like, yeah. Yeah. it kind of feels like that's the, uh, the undercurrent of this entire song. Like, how, has he gone on record as to say how he how he feels about this tune long term like Lil Wayne is not a guy who tells you a lot <laughs> he's not not a man interested in excavating the past especially his own past certainly Cle- like, clear, clearly he he lets the art speak for itself <laughs> yes sir uh, and, and like for for all, all we're dumping on the song I do think there are like interesting structural things going on I think there's a lot of really memorable sticky hooks in it and like it's it's, it's still kind of a weird song I think if you listen to the album where like it shows up as track 10 of 14, something like that. Yeah, like 12 of 16. Yeah, uh, then it actually kind of sounds cooler in the context of the album when, when it's not standing out so much on its own. I don't think it's a bad song. I do think a lot of the lyrics are pretty laughable, but he, he was always sort of a hit or miss lyricist. I mean, when he hits, it's, it's marvelous. It's unbelievable. But Dirk Clunker's in there too, and you got to kind of take the good with the bad. Yeah, like I'm, I'm look, I jotted them some, some of them down here. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Here, we'll, we're going to do the three questions, and then we can talk about the lyrics in the three questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we'll save it. But okay. Excited for that. What's wrong with TI's whatever you like? What's not Nothing's working wrong for you? It. That's that's the problem. Nothing's wrong with it. It's it's a totally fine song. Yeah. It's just a totally unexceptional song. I mean, he's you know, I say he's he's great at hooks. He's he's great at melodies, uh, and he's got an okay singing voice when not you know taxed too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not on this song. But nothing about this song is more than a six out of ten to me. Like it, it's it's fine. It, it certainly sounded you know it fit in on radio. It fit in on MTV. It was his biggest hit to date. Uh, and you know, yeah, I think there's there's still some affection for it for people that were sort of around at the time. I mentioned I mentioned this to a couple of my friends the other night, and like one of them was like, "Oh, whatever you like, like that song reminds me of college." Like, and, and it it definitely does have that sort of like instant memory association to it because it is so much of its time. But I think the lyrics are mediocre. The beat is a slightly above average. The hook is good, but not one of his best. Like I, nothing about this song really excites me. Whereas Lollipop, I'll, I'll take like you know Peak Wayne, you know, kind of swinging and missing some of the time more than 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 Ti's you know bunt single or whatever. It's, it's, just, it's just not that exciting <laughs> to me. Uh, you know, that's there's there's not really a whole lot of surprises in whatever you like to. I mean, it's it's kind of like the, the same 
lyric over there. I'll buy you this. I'll buy you that. We'll have good sex. <laughs> so that's a pretty accurate summation. Yeah. I think it's almost it's, it's almost there. It's like uh, it's a it's a it's a lyric that's mostly just hey, I got a lot of money. I'll buy you whatever you want. But then the other half of it is. Um, I want your body. I need your I want, body. I want your body. I need your body. Yeah. And there's no like, I like your mind. I, have great, <laughs> I I think you got a great sense of humor. It's very, I mean, I don't know. And if you see the video, the video really encapsulates it well. It's like he he's he, he goes to like a, like a fried chicken restaurant and the, the clerk is like dazzled by him. It's a female clerk. It's just dazzled by him. Yeah. And like she has the entire video is her fantasy sequence about how like lavish and luxurious her life would be if T.I. like had slipped her his number and then took her yeah. out and. Pretty you know, woman, plied her with cars and jewelry, and and at one point she even like puts on his hat and pretends to be him. It, it's it's sort of a strange video, but it's it's sort of this, this, the the Ti playing like the ultimate and fantasy wish fulfillment, and, yes. and that was sort of how he pictured himself at that time. And I guess M- he was meanwhile, right. lollipop, <laughs> a, a video where the plan was to go um, to Vegas and go inside some of the casinos, but then unfortunately Google was was was, was not always. <laughs> Friend. Yeah. What's this? I didn't hear this story. The, I, think, I can't remember which of the casinos he was supposed to be in. But well, apparently they they went to a, a couple of different places, but every single one, it just kind of got around that if you Googled him, you would get his rap sheet. Oh. And so they were like, "Well, we can't let this criminal in here," which I was <laughs> like, um, "I mean, like, I don't want to say this sounds ridiculous. I don't want to say das racist, but um, it sure is. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, like it's weird that video ended up being. I mean, the video is fine. They they've managed to turn it around, but it's interesting that there's this sort of backstory. I mean, I mean, it may be apocryphal. I don't know how true it actually is. Oh no, I, I have no problem believing that it's true. But I think that, yeah, the video actually I think turned out better as a result. I think. It actually, you know, it's it's one of the few quasi iconic rap videos of this period, a period where like video is kind of a dying art. But like Lil Wayne with like the oversized suit and like the loose tie and the, the strobe lights and the limousine going off and him performing in front of the pool. Like that's 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 a video that kind of stands the test of time. And, and Wayne was not a great video artist by any means, but did this one that kind of lucked into to, to, to a video that, that fit the song pretty well sonically, like the strobe lights and the synths really match up nicely. And you know, it's a funny thing because like I was watching both those videos and I was like, you know, I was saying this is like the transition period into the the big pop era. I was like, I don't think either of these two people had worn a suit in a video before. <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, T.I. kind of looks pretty good in a suit. And the next year, you know, you'd see Pitbull like in the sharpest Armani suit you could find. Different times. Yeah. But uh, Little Wayne looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's a little David Byrne with the uh, just the way to hang it off of him. <laughs> But again, like and the, I don't think you'd ever see him one again. So. Yeah, but, but again, like you, you could dress up as that for Halloween if you were so inclined and, and yeah. you know, not being so appropriative. Uh, and, and people would probably recognize or at least people of a certain age would recognize that costume as being from that video. And again, not something you could say about many hip hop videos at the time. Yeah, I, I noticed a line in this that I'd never actually deciphered before. It's the little thing he says right at the beginning to Jim. He's like, like, hey, Jim, you know, the old sugar daddies, they be tricking. They tell them girls. You can go whatever you like, you like. And I was like, I remember that part. I I'd never I'd heard that line all the time. I just never really listened to it. And I was like, oh, this song is kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and you could even look at it like like I, uh, I I mentioned this this competition to my to my girlfriend and she listened to both songs on the way to work today. And she says that she at least approves more of whatever you like as like a potentially unproblematic sugar daddy relationship, basically. Yeah. And I guess that's sort of what we're talking about here. It's a very sort of literal exchange of money for sex <laughs> in a certain way of, of, of like, I will provide you the finer things in life and you will provide me your body. You know, as long as he's not being uh, too forceful about it, I guess it's a little bit more charming than uh, she looked me like a lollipop. 
I, I went through I mean the, it's just my personal dream. So that's why <laughs> I, went, I, like I went so through the comments on this and I can tell you the female contingent was very heavily pro TI. Okay. Well, although uh, in Lil Wayne's defense, very enthusiastically and prolifically pro cunnilingus more than any other rapper before him, <laughs> including on this song. Uh, you know, so yeah. there's a little bit turnabout's fair play on that one, I guess. I don't think either artist would necessarily be confused for a feminist uh, <laughs> no, and, and, or no, progressive no. in any meaningful way. No, no. you know, I, you know, I said about the, the ladies, I watched TI's behind the music once Ooh. and uh, there, you know, one of the, uh, I guess a, a critic or a writer or someone was like kind of made the, the case for T.I. as like the sex symbol of hip hop. Yeah, there, there was, was a it, little bit more of that than I think we remember. You know, he said, you know, he's a good looking guy. He, you know, despite he's got the cred, but he doesn't have the tattoos. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He looks good with his shirt off, or at least he didn't around the time. It's like, so he looks maybe this one too. was for the ladies. Yeah. So I think this is sort of like the the end or at least like the, the, the peak of that period of for the ladies hip hop. Like, yeah. You know, obviously the year after this, Drake comes out. And, oh, you know, and he sort of piggybacks on a lot of the things that these two songs are doing, both like in, in terms of they're, they're, they're blending of genres and they're singing and rapping. But he also kind of puts the end to the, like, the song for the ladies because all the songs are kind of for the ladies. Uh, and if, if, if you were to say like, oh, this new Drake song is really for the ladies, you'd, you'd laugh at that because <laughs> that implies that like other songs of his are strictly for the fellas. <laughs> that's, that's we're going to switch it up today. Yeah. But in, in this case, these were two guys that mostly did songs, you know, for male audiences, or at least uh, that, that was the intended subject. But uh but yeah, the, 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 this was sort of the, the peak of of like ladies' night hip hop, I guess. When the, like in the last moment of that being a thing. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say anything about Static Major? Okay. Um, Static Major is the featured artist on uh, Lollipop, and he passed of a botched medical operation just like two weeks. Bizarre story. Yeah. This he was about to release his first album. I don't know. Like, it's weird. I didn't hear a single thing about this at the time. I don't remember hearing anything about it either, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just because, like, songwriter producer types were less, like, like less famous back then in general. They were less, like, of public interest. Uh, yeah. Although he had had, he, you know, he, he was part of that, that uh, late 90s R&B group play. They had one semi-big hit called Cheers to You that was kind of you oh, know, it? Was decently memorable, He's, I guess. I looked at his biography. His big thing was that he did a lot of stuff for Aaliyah. So yeah. like, geez, that's a double tragedy. That's awful. Yeah, wrote, wrote most of the songs that are self-titled album, I think. Uh, but yeah, I also don't, I mean, considering that he, like, not only was he like a, a very acclaimed figure in R&B and hip hop, but that he had, yeah, yeah, he had a feature credit on the song that was about to be the biggest song in the country. It is surprising that it wasn't, and maybe that shows just kind of the, 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 you know, where we were paying attention at the time and maybe our own biases. And it was also pre Twitter uh, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, it was before the age of everything is a thing. So yeah, yeah, stuff like, like this could kind of fly under the radar, I guess. Yeah, I, I think if Nipsey Hussle had died in 2008 rather than 2019, I'm not sure how much I would have known about it. Like Twitter keeps me up on these things. So like, I guess that's one point in Twitter's favor for. Yeah, no, I mean, Twitter uh, needs every much help. Can, yeah, <laughs> Twitter needs as much help as it can get. So a, lot, a lot of people probably forming pains about Andrew Weatherall today who had, you know, maybe never heard of him 12 hours ago. Yeah, and that's 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 a. It's better than nothing, I guess. I, you know, I think Static Major kind of got the short shrift even being on this song because his part on this song is not particularly amazing. No, and, and to be honest, like, if you had told me that it was just Lil Wayne the entire time, I probably would have believed you. Like, no, yeah, I, I assumed like Static Major was like the producer or something. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what, what is it like? He just says, Call me so I can make it juicy for you over and over again. No, I, I think he also sings in the chorus. I, I think oh, is he, that yeah, him? That is him, but it, but again, it sounds kind of like Lil Wayne's. I assumed, chorus, it, so. I assumed I was Lil Wayne because. Yeah. 
it's hard to tell under that much auto tune. They kind of sound they got similar voices. And, you know, although I was listening again, I was like, actually, this kind of feels like, uh, you know, we talked about this song ripping off "Drop It Like It's Hot," but like, did Lil Wayne coin "Drop It Like It's he Hot"? He did. That's true. <laughs> uh, back in oh, 1999. Yeah. yeah uh, On our previous episode, we talked about this. That's fair. So it was back that ass of versus what thong song. Oh, <laughs> that's that's an easy one for me, but. Uh, yeah, well, the, everyone got it wrong. I'll have you know. Oh, but, there's, there's a pro thong song crowd. I, I'm not gonna get into it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, 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 y'all that episode. That's fine. You yeah. can go and listen to that episode. We, we, I do believe that the the end result was um, actually. Oh, that's true. We, we, I think we specifically said at the end of that episode that um, too many white people listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, three questions. Uh, we do three questions uh, every episode, kind of give you a sense of uh, the context. Uh, value yeah. of a song historically, uh, uh, quality of it as far as uh, composition and, of course, lyrically. Uh, but in our own little fancy way, um, very high quality, very high brow. First question, um, one of these songs must be lost to time. Uh, one will be remembered forever. What song stays? What song goes? I would say uh, Sacrifice Lollipop. All right, sorry, memory of Static Major, but I don't know. Like, it feels like Lil Wayne didn't need Lollipop. Well, what what is lost to history, in your opinion, in a world without whatever well, you like? Uh, the Weird Al version, I guess. That's exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. it. Speaking of too many white people. No, I, I, did, I did not get around to listening to that one, although I did see that it holds the historical mark for being the first Weird Al parody to have the same title as the original version. Yeah. I just like as a concept that it's it's exactly like if I was going to do a parody of whatever you like, <laughs> it would be exactly what Weird Al did, which yeah, is but, I'm broke, so I'll just name a bunch of things I can afford. Yeah, I, I can tell you like, I'm a, a super nerd. I've listened to a bunch of Weird Al songs. They usually don't really change my opinions of the songs that, you know, they're parodying. This one completely destroyed my ability to listen to whatever <laughs> you like. Like, is like he's song being like, you know what? The economy's in the toilet, but you can have whatever. And like, <laughs> I, you want top ramen, need top ramen and stuff like that. And I was like, Got in 2008, I was broker than I have ever been broke in my entire life. And, you know, T.I. singing about all this shit he can buy is just like it. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not much Patron on ice in the no. Nathanson household. Okay. No. So like Weird Al kind of turned me off of the T.I. version. But I, I think that's one of his better later songs. I don't think we'd really lose anything to history if we lost. Like T.I.'s got a bunch of hits and Lil Wayne's reputation is pretty cemented. I guess. Well, actually, I guess Lil Wayne wouldn't have that one big pop hit, but he was like everywhere on guest verses too. Everyone knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So realistically, if, you know, Weird Al can be the thumb on the scale here because like there, there's there's nothing really much to lose it here. I feel like. I mean, you said pretty much what I would have said. Uh, also, yeah. again, one of these songs starts with no homo. So, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give the non Weird Al uh, fan perspective here, I guess, which is to say, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're we're losing a ton to the culture either way. But uh, but I think the Carter Three was just an exciting moment in time, uh, both for me personally and for for pop music in general. There wasn't a lot to really get excited about uh, in that period. Uh, so to, if you lose the lollipop, you kind of lose the big lead single off that album. I don't know if anything, I don't know if Mrs. Officer does as well or, or got money or any of the other songs off that album as the, as the kind of opening salvo. Yeah. So, like uh, Carter two was like 
uh, the one apparently the the fan pick did not have any big hits. No, the one only one I remember is, is a is is shooter with Robin Thicke, and that was not really a hit. Yeah, it, was, it was a poppy single, but it wasn't really a hit. Fireman was on that too, I think, and that was bigger. Yeah. But again, just just nowhere near this level. So you lose Lollipop, you lose that opening kind of kind of momentum for Lil Wayne. You lose his one Hot 100 number one as lead artist. So shout out to Jay Sean's Down, which gives him the the guest artist number one a couple years after this. Uh, and it, just the moment in general isn't as triumphant. And you got to love those kind of like imperial runs that certain artists have uh, when they're just kind of on top of the world. And th- with, without the number one, without Lollipop, the, the resume isn't quite as bulletproof. Uh, yeah, would we, in 2008. yeah, who knows if we'd have Young Moolah, baby, afterwards. There's a lot that could crumble from there. And I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of, of the Wayne Empire and everything that's built. So I would I would yeah, I think we'd like, never miss without Lollipop. Yeah, like maybe without the, the juice from that, he wouldn't have, uh, you know, Drake, Nikki, Tyga, yeah. and whoever else he brought in there versus T.I., who's only ever brought Iggy as alien to the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and young Drill. Yeah, can't forget about shoulder leans. Strong, but yeah. strong argument. Strong argument. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, second question. Uh, you can be a fly on the wall. You can experience soup to nuts the entire process by which either of these songs is composed. What is the one that you would actually be curious to see how it was made? Okay, I actually have a very, very solid answer for this one. T.I. said he kind of wrote this as he was like kind of driving around because he was on house arrest. He couldn't barely, he couldn't really leave his house. And he, I think, went to jail for like weapons possession shortly after this album. And uh, the way he sounds it, he sounds incredibly bored because he is under arrest. And that sounds really boring. Versus Lil Wayne, who was so fucked up on cough syrup for like a good, this whole five year period. I'm sure that'd be pretty entertaining to be around. Agree. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's, there's no question. I mean, can you imagine anything more boring than watching whatever you like get written like, <laughs> no. or recorded or anything now? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy one. Yeah. All right. William Shatner <laughs> uh, is going to make a William Shatner version of one of these two songs, and only one. Which is the song that must be shat upon? Does he get to leave out the no homo part, or is that or is he obligated um, to do all? No, uh, he can leave it out. He can leave it out. I don't. I don't believe. I, I, I feel like we're doing the edited versions of this one for obvious, obvious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. William Shatner's Twitter feed aside, yeah. I don't really see him doing it. Whatever you like would work better and work in quotes. Uh, again, it's there's a little like radio edit versus uh, album version because you, you, you if with the album version you get him saying sex so wet and so tight, <laughs> which. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. It could work. <laughs> okay, since we're doing the the, we're gonna have to do the edited version. So like, I, I want to say like Ti's whatever you like has uh, the weirdest. Oh, this is also, also you can feel free to specify in this case if you if you're talking about um, young Shatner versus old Shatner. Yeah. Like your um your uh, what's the what was the album that he did? That's the one that he was really known has for. Has been. Oh mm. no no the, the, the old, the old one. one. Yeah. Uh, the uh, these transformed man yeah the transfer so it's yeah it's yeah his transform man like his young elvis or like his old that, like fat that's vegas not, elvis. that's not a fact i realize i had at the right yeah, yeah, I, I will confess that my knowledge of the shatner musical eras uh, yeah. kind of waxes and wanes so i, I just yeah. just i think of him in Little elvis Wayne's. terms is what i'm saying <laughs> wow so you can pick one like you okay. don't have like you don't it doesn't have to be present 80 something shatner if you want to do like 1970s 1960s I, I, I would still be interested in hearing uh mid-aughts Shatner do lollipop I think he, he, he can bring a sort of element of surprise to the chorus which would be good uh, yeah you know of the, I mean yeah there's just there's not much to work with with the T.I. song I don't think so yeah it may as well go I, with lollipop 
one one interesting thing about the edited version, I've never heard the N word substituted by the word jokers before. Oh, which one is is, is what that you like? And whatever you like, I didn't know. Oh, the bro jokers, be quiet. Oh, I've oh. heard hitta, I've heard killer, I've heard yeah. brothers. Yeah, it's a two syllable word, man. Yeah, <laughs> jokers. That's a, that's a unique one. Sure, but I, you know, obviously, 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 Shatner would have to cover lollipop. <clears throat> so I told her to back it up like burp, 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 burp. and I made that ass jump like. Well, you all know. Jerp. <laughs> jerp. <laughs> it's only one thing to make an ass jump like, yeah. Yeah, like jerp, jerp. Uh, you know, shoddy wanna hump. They just you can just it rolls naturally off the Shatner tongue. Lovely lady lumps, you know, wanna lick the rapper. Oh my god, that pun. Greatest of all time. Lick the rapper. There's some potential oh. there, certainly, yeah. for Shatner. So it's it's gotta be Shatner. Yeah. Uh, can I make one quick shout out before we get to like final conclusions? Or sure, 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 sure. I want to mention uh, the other song from this period that Lil Wayne and Jim Johnson did together. There's a song called I Feel Like Dying, which Whoa, was recorded for the Carter Three, but not included on. It was on like one of his satellite mixtapes at the time. But despite being like kind of a rarity, it has like a pretty outsized role in, in, in Lil Wayne lore because it was this very like surreal, disembodied kind of eerie uh, production and like it kind of it kind of set the bar for the next decade of rap songs talking about drugs in ways that were less celebratory and more kind of like remorseful and and anxious and, and and trepidatious and it's just an incredible production Wayne's verses are hypnotic like that's yeah. that's that's the song from this period that like if if that was lost between the, these other two songs yeah. that would be the one actual loss to the culture okay we're going to go to the comments here let me say here, uh, this one's this first one's kind of long, but I, I want to read it in its entirety because this is uh, kind of amazing. This one comes from Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell picks Lollipop, but, quote, only because this was my first exposure to rap as a little white girl in the middle of nowhere, northern Canada. All the music exposure I got was from the Columbia House mail order service. <laughs> Still going in 2008. Who knew? Yeah. Wow. And one month. They ran out of Fearless by Taylor Swift. Oh, well. So they sent me the Carter 3 instead. Well, it's, a, it's the next best thing if you're talking about uh, late 2008 uh, <laughs> Top 40 Killers, yeah. My friends used to dance to that song while sucking on actual lollipops with no clue what the song meant. You can't put a the, price the, on the, a memory the, like that. The Kids Bop version. <laughs> <laughs> I just, have I, you investigated the Kids Bop versions of either of these songs? Do I, they have exist? Not, I have not checked. I haven't either. I'm, I'm curious. Oh, man. We may have to check. We may have to do a check for that each and every time. I just love the idea of the Columbia Record Club, which still exists in 2008. Who knew that? Introducing the kids to Lil Wayne. Yeah. I was like, we are out of Fearless by Taylor Swift. That's the one with You Belong With Me on it, right? And 15 and Love Story. So instead of Love Story, they get an album with the song Pussy Monster on it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, it's a post-genre world out there. You know, pop music is pop music. Okay, well, it wasn't in 2008, so. Yeah, that's true. Aaron Chambers writes, whatever you like, you pick whatever you like, because I always think of the Alpha Cat Obama parody, peak early 2010s YouTube humor. Does anyone remember this? Because I sure do. There's a guy who did a really good Obama impression and he was on YouTube and he did right after Obama got elected, he was playing Obama's and he did a whole version of whatever you like about all the things we we're going to get in the Obama administration and all the things that he was going to give us. Oh, my God. We oh, were. Uh, is, is that the same thing as a, you can vote however you like? I remember that. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm I'm gotten it confused. But I don't I, know. Yeah, but that, that, that I definitely remember being like, wow, this is this is how far T.I. has come. Is he uh, co- presidential parodies of it. So that what we can conclude is that whatever you like 
is a very easy song to parody. Oh, but it occurs to me that we haven't, uh, I think we were missing the entire podcast without mentioning the uh, the lollipop cover by Framing Hanley. Yeah. Oh, geez. I looked that up right before I came here. I was like, I've never heard of this, and I wish I hadn't still. It's vile. It's, it's, it's really, bad. really bad. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, it's not as bad as as No Pigeons from last episode. Uh, but, uh, I have to disagree with that one, certainly. But uh, uh, I don't know. That one's rough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might have just, uh, you know, kind of middle school year affection for No Pigeons. I do not have for Framing Hanley's cover. I, of didn't, Lollipop, I didn't hear it when it was out. I, I knew it existed, but... Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you had been in high school in 2008 and you'd heard this horrid, vile emo version of it doesn't even sound. Somehow hit the Hot 100, by the way. I don't know. Are you, I don't are you serious? Yeah, no, like they only peaked at like number 83 or whatever. I remember seeing the video at the time on like MTVU or whatever. Like it, it was a very minor thing, about equivalent level to No Pigeons. I would say No Pigeons probably charted a little bit better, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it, this was sort of like the end of the novelty alt metal cover being a thing. And this probably put the nail in the coffin on that one. It's it's, it's uh, really terrible. And in that way, it is a great service. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Cassie Erler writes, T.I. gets the vote for his straightforward message of, would you like some bomb sex as well as unlimited access to my funds and resources? Why, yes, T.I., yes, I would. Maybe not from you personally, but like in, ge- <laughs> in general. Well, again, once again, it is it is my dream. And let me say these com- that comment was echoed quite a bit throughout the uh, throughout the comments. And uh, Alice Cannoli writes, as someone who was 12 in 2008, they both lose because neither of them are cranked that soldier boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly a far more timeless classic than either of these. But, uh. <laughs> no, like you were. Uh, I remember I was reading your blog at the time. You were way ahead of the curve on appreciating crank that soldier well, thank boy. You. Yeah, no, uh, that that song is, is too alien to be bad. I think it's it's a, it's a transmission from another dimension, practically much, much like Lil Wayne, much like Lil Wayne, indeed, who is not a human being, as I understand. So he says. All right, I think that'll cover it for the uh, the comments. All right. So who do you think won? And do you guys still hold your... You picked what do you like? You picked Lollipop. I think you still stand by that, obviously. I, I No, I still stand by what I what I said. Six of one, half a dozen of the other for the most part. Uh, yeah. I, I personally prefer Lollipop just because I personally prefer Lil Wayne. But if you're, 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 you're grading the songs on an objective curve. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a coin All toss. Right. Well, how do you who think do you, it turned out, though? How do you think the, who won the poll? Oh, who won the poll? Yeah, that's a different question. I would I would say probably Lollipop sixty forty. I think Lollipop is still still has a little bit stronger of a poll to it than, than whatever you like. I think a lot of people have kind of let let whatever you like recede into the to the wash of two thousand and eight. Whereas mm-hmm. Lollipop still kind of pops fresh, but could be wrong. I have no idea. All right, we brought her in a ringer for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right, with a total of. 222 to 432 a 66 to 34 split the winner is whatever you like wow two-thirds okay. split like two to one split for uh whatever you like which i mean i honestly had no clue who was gonna win this and there goes my expert credentials certainly yeah, yeah no like i like i said i think the female contingent like People pushed this really <laughs> really want ti's money yes <laughs> They, they, I guess, and they don't want to lick Lil Wayne's lollipop. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't well, know. I, I feel like we we really answered the question right there. Yeah. <laughs> Case cracked. Young moolah, baby. All right. Uh, before we uh, sign off, remember we do have a Patreon. That's true. There's all right. So there are many ways that you can uh, support Song versus Song as a podcast. Uh, most of them cost you free ninety five. 
that includes uh, going on uh, iTunes, giving us five stars, giving us a review. Uh, whenever anybody asks you on social media or Reddit or whatever, like, hey, what's a good podcast recommendation? You recommend us. That costs you nothing at all. But if you do want to support us, you want to throw a dollar our way a month, we do have a Patreon. That means you get to listen to a bonus episode. Uh, that is us watching some kind of movie musical related thing. Uh, this month, it will unfortunately be the Netflix Taylor Swift documentary, at which point I assume that I will get into even more trouble. <laughs> so feel free to spend a dollar on that. Uh, and you can follow um, Todd and I on uh, Twitter. Todd is at Shadow Todd. I am at Danny Ordinary. That is Danny with one N, Ordinary also with one N. And uh, Andrew? Uh, at AU Get Off My Gold, a chemistry pun. Uh, I've I've followed you for a while and it took me a while to get what that was. It's terrible. Uh, But I'm I'm stuck with it and it'll be my Twitter handle forever. All right. AU, get off my gold for Andrew. Uh, Shout out to me or Danny Ordinary for me. Yep. And uh, (laughs) next episode, we are going to be doing Wild Thing versus Louie Louie. Going back to the boomer times. I was really hoping it was going to be the uh, the tone look wild thing. No, yes. oh, no. I also had that moment where I was like, which one are we no, talking about? No, no, I think that one's wild thing. I'll, I'll maybe if you do it with the right twang, I guess. It's yeah. still spelled like wild thing. Oh, is it? Okay, so I was wrong. No, we're doing the, uh, was it? the Trogs wild thing from 1960-whatever versus Louie Louie also from 1960-whatever. Both the singular classics in their own way. Okay, yes. boomer. <laughs> we'll see you next episode. All right. <laughs>